With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The Department of Environmental Health reports a small surface fire at the landfill around 4 p.m. today. The Cayman Islands Fire Service is working alongside colleagues from DEH. They say the fire is out at this hour. DEH crews will continue to monitor the area throughout the night and notify the Cayman Islands Fire Service immediately if any smoke is observed. Officials say the incident appears to have been caused when a vehicle drove over a mobile phone battery or similar that had been discarded in regular waste while compacting an area of the landfill site, which caused the battery to burst and ignite. DEH Director Richard Sims says any kind of battery, even those found in small things like mobile phones, pose an increased risk of combustion and should be separated from other waste materials when disposing. He says the Georgetown landfill has a designated area for batteries and they encourage the public to use that area. An expression of gratitude from the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. John Lee, for the hard work of everyone involved in the COVID-19 vaccination program to date. I'd like to thank all of the public health nurses and other staff at the HSA who have pulled together to launch this vaccination campaign throughout our community and the sister islands. They have done a really amazing job so far, and I know it has involved a great deal of hard work and very long days. Dr. Lee's comments come as the government announced an additional shipment of Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine would be arriving later this month on a British Airways flight and the expansion of the program to include all three groups in the first stage of the national vaccination plan. You can find out more at explore.gov.ky forward slash coronavirus. You can also visit the hsa.ky website to find out specific details on where you can receive the vaccine. Saturday morning's fatal crash in West Bay remains under investigation. Tonight, a 24-year-old West Bay man died in the crash, which happened after a green Honda Accord went through a police checkpoint around 12.15. Police say they followed at a safe distance, lost sight of the vehicle, which collided a few minutes later with a home on Willie Farrington Drive. Two other people in the vehicle were hurt, but no one in the home was injured. If you have information, contact the Traffic and Roads Policing Unit at 649-6254. The Office of the Ombudsman is overseeing matters in the investigation as it involves a serious harm to a member of the public who had been in recent contact with police. No new details from police after a car goes up in flames in Bodentown during a collision there Sunday evening. People on the scene described to Radio K-Man what they saw and heard. And it hit the wall and then it, it flew down to the area where the car is at now. And then I ran outside and I just saw the car on fire. And when I came out, they were trying to get, they were trying to get him out of the car. So were they able to get him out? Yeah, he's right there. Isn't that that guy walking? Yeah, that's him right there. It happened pretty fast and the car um, went up in flames in like literal seconds. Honestly, seconds. Had it not been for these guys, he would have been, he would have been, he would have been, he would have been a dead man right now. Honestly speaking. But then every man bust up me the door and come out the bars and foot stop but in rocking foot until you come out and then you come out there's gonna be crispy right now the crash happened around 8:45 near the intersection of easy street and condor drive in Baden town the driver appeared to have no injuries the clock is ticking as your last chance to register to vote for the may 26th general election approaches on wednesday for persons who have not yet registered who say well, I don't know if there's going to be anybody running that I want to vote for. You need to register now in order to cast your vote on the 26th of May. We don't know everybody who is going to run. But if by chance you choose not to get registered and then somebody declares and gets nominated in your electoral district and you can't vote, you're up the creek. 
Deputy Supervisor of Elections Sheena Glasgow tells Radio Cayman you can register to vote, get that behind you, and then make the choice as to whether you will or will not go out to cast your vote. It's a sentiment echoed by Supervisor of Elections Wesley Howell. You know, folks are coming in now not knowing who has declared an interest and in, in running in their particular area. By the time you get to nominations day, um, mm-hmm. if you're not on, it's too late to get on at that point. You know, unfortunately, that's, that's the way our, our current legislation is. Wednesday is the last day to register for the 2021 election, and officials are still happy to get you sorted. You can visit elections.ky online or call 949-8047 for information. After Wednesday, the next big election event will be the dissolution of Parliament on March 29th, followed by Nomination Day on the 31st. Nomination Day takes place on one day, so it's a one-shot deal. Candidates have to be nominated by two electors in, each, in, the, in that particular electoral district. They pay their candidate deposits, $1,000, and um, we're off to the races. And Election Day, that's on May 26th. Gas prices spiking Cayman Brack. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has the details. According to the overall Retail Network weekly analysis done by the Utility and Competition Regulation Office, self-service regular gasoline across Grand Cayman is $3.89 a gallon, which is unchanged since the last check on December 29th. Premium self-service gasoline is logging in at $4.27 a gallon, while diesel is averaging $3.88, a bump of two cents. For a quick comparison, six months ago, gas prices in Grand Cayman were three. 384 for regular, 425 for premium, and 387 for diesel. For Grand Cayman, the average price for regular gas is 409 a gallon. The cheapest is reportedly being sold at Mike's Seven Mile, where Offreg says it's 377 a self-service gallon. The average price for regular gas jumped 10 cents in Cayman Brack to 422. Folks on Little Cayman are still paying 492 a gallon. On the diesel side of things, the average price is now 385 on Grand Cayman. Offreg's says the cheapest is being sold at refuel for 332. The average price of gasoline in Florida is up to 230 for regular and 294 US for premium according to AAA. Log on to offreg.ky for the full breakdown. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Amplify Cayman says it aims to provide a transparent platform on popular topics affecting our society. And high on its agenda, an environmental survey. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins has more. Amplify Cayman has launched an online survey aimed at gauging public opinion on local and global environmental issues impacting the Cayman Islands. Survey questions are based on the guiding principles of the Cayman Islands Environment Charter, upheld by the Cayman Islands Constitution, Section 18, Protection of the Environment, and United Nations Sustainable Development Goal Number 12, Responsible Consumption and Production. Amplify will collect, review, and provide resulting data to local and international stakeholders, which include the general public, nonprofit organizations, private sector actors, and government stakeholders. Globally, leaders agree that a truly sustainable recovery post-COVID-19 presents the need for data-driven decisions and policies that are centered on the overall well-being and health of a nation's people and natural environment. With an election set for May 2021, it is also their hope that the results of this survey will assist candidates running for office to set environmental goals and commitments which align with the perspectives of the Cayman people. The survey will be open for a period of one month from January 15th to February 15th. Results will be shared with the public in a report that will be provided by March 30th. For Radio Cayman News, 
I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. Felicia says all respondents will be eligible to win one of 10 $50 grocery gift certificates. The National Roads Authority has confirmed Mr. Edward Howard as its new managing director. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. Mr. Howard has held the position of Deputy Managing Director of the NRA for the past 17 years. During that period, he has completed several stints as Acting Managing Director, the latest being for a little over two years, beginning in April of 2018. Mr. Howard's career with the Cayman Islands government spans more than 30 years with positions held at the CIG Planning Department, Public Works Department, and the National Roads Authority. He holds a bachelor's degree in civil engineering from Howard University, a master's degree in transportation engineering from the University of Illinois Urbana-Campaign, and an MBA in finance from the University of Leicester in the United Kingdom. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Now Granny was granted to everybody in the avenue of Daffodil Street. Whether they were family or not. This weekend on Saturday, Radio Cayman will feature the stories of the late Twyla Vargas. Miss Vargas was an author, storyteller, sculptor, and advocate for the preservation of Caymanian heritage and culture. Miss Twyla had a knack for making us smile and laugh and reminded us all not to forget from whence we came. Culture Minister the Honorable Dwayne Seymour tells Radio Cayman that he grew up just a few homes away from her. He said he saw television for the first time in her house and her paintings hang on the walls of his office today. Mr. Seymour said everyone knows Ms. Twyla held no punches when it came to advocating for her community, but he appreciated her advice and she will forever be missed. You can hear her stories here on Radio Cayman at 9 a.m. this Saturday morning. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings. With a look at Radio Cayman's local sports, I'm Dion Anglin. Cayman Island's fastest man, Olympian Kimar Hyman, opened his season at Saturday's development meet at the Truman Bodden Sports Complex. Hyman was the starting leg in a 4 by 100 meter mixed relay, and despite giving his team a first-place lead, his team ended in second place. At the event, I had the opportunity to catch up with Kimar and his coach. Kimar, first run at the start of your season. How did you feel out there? Honestly... It, was, it wasn't too bad. Um, I felt like I got a real good start. It was a fast start, but you know, things like that happens and I need to be always in that mind frame. You get a start fast or you get a slow starter. So um, overall, I really enjoyed it because we got the baton around and we finished, finished second. So I can't complain with the guys and I know they're about to really, really be happy about what we just did. Kimar's coach and trainer here in Cayman is Kenrick Williams. It was more than I expected. It ran smoothly. All the officials were, were in place. We had enough officials to officiate the, the various events, especially in the field events. We had the, the, the amount of officials that we, we need. The kids did their best, and it was, an, an as I said, this meet is to try and get everybody ready for for the Carifta, and as you notice, Kimar came out to, to, to run one leg of the relay to open his season. As a matter of fact, he said to me, this is one of the fastest starts he has ever done. And to me, he was really relaxed, looking good, giving the baton to Kareem Murray. He said he has a lot of work still to do, because of course it was his first system. What, what more is there for Kimar to do, you think, at this time well, and Olympics? Based, based on the, the time that he's running in, in training, He's looking good. For example, we were doing some 120, and he, we, we timed the first um, 20 
and then the last 100. And he's running 9, 9.49. I know it's a flying start, but you know that indicates that he's right where he's supposed to be. He's in the, the, the 9 range coming, coming up to the near to the Olympics, and we hope that you know, he will take it from there. Do you know of anyone yet? Anyone else that has made the qualifying time? No, no, nobody yet, but we have two male athletes okay. and two female athletes who, who, who vine for a position on the, on the Olympic team. As expected, Hyman got off to the blocks on a good start, giving teammate Kareem Murray the lead, which Janelle McLean followed through in the third leg. However, Destiny Williams was unable to hold first place on the fourth leg as Tiffany Cole of Speed Athletics closed the gap for a comeback win. In similar news, over 100 swimmers took part in the annual Pete Ribbons Memorial Consolidated Water Meet this weekend. The three-day event, hosted by the Stingray Swim Club, was one of the last two opportunities remaining to qualify for the Bahamas Carifta Games in April. Darren Mew, with Seven Mile Swimmers, says the kids did very well. You know, it's the start of the year, so they're back in heavy training, so we're not expecting best times, but we're looking for good technique, great turns, good starts. And then last night we had the younger ones in, and they got in, they had a blast, and it was, was a lot of fun. I know it's also a Carifta qualifier. Is there anyone from your team yes. that's trying to qualify? We're focusing more nationals next month, but um, we've already got, I think, eight with two qualifying standards. And we would like to add a few more at nationals next month as well. At this point in time, with, during these meets, what exactly are you looking for in these athletes as coach? Um, I always tell my athletes I want three things. One, they've got to have fun. The more fun they have, the longer they'll go. Two, I want good technique. And three, I want good effort. Primary focus is on effort and technique and just enjoying enjoying what they're doing. Swimmers from Stingray Swim Club, Kimana Bay Aquatic Club, Seven Mile Swimmers and other groups competed in this weekend's event. And the Eckerd College basketball camp may see a bigger group from the Cayman Islands this year. The annual Florida summer basketball camp usually hosts around 45 Cayman kids yearly. But this year, the technical director for basketball, Coach Victor Vutogaro, says he may invite his academy players as well. What we're going to do this year that we could not have done last year to take them to Tampa to camp. I always take the after-school kids from the King's program to camp, but I've never invited the kids from the academy. So this year, if all goes well with the pandemic, I will definitely be inviting the entire academy to the Eckerd College camp. So that's something they can look forward to, and I'll be putting them in their different age groups, etc. So we start back on Saturday, and we expect to have a, a bumper tournament. Cayman has been attending the Eckerd College summer program since 1995. The camp is used as a developmental tool to enhance each child's performance on and off the court. That'll do it for Radio Cayman's local sports for this evening. I'm Dion Anglin.